We are so thrilled to be partnering with Hinge. Hinge is the dating app designed to be deleted. As you all know, I'm a huge Hinge advocate as I met my partner of almost three years on the app. Even before meeting him, Hinge was always my go-to app because I met more relationship-minded people here and had some great dates. Clearly, I haven't been on the app for a little while, but I re-downloaded it to check out some of the new features. One that stood out to me was the voice prompt, my best friend's take on why you should date me, where your friend can hype you up. Not only does this make the profile creation less daunting, but it's not always easy to see your own green flags. So to test it out, I asked UA some fun prompts to get her take on what I could put if I was dating again. So the first one, how long have we known each other? What was your first impression of me and how has that changed? Julie and I have known each other for almost 10 years. My first impression of Julie was that she's very social, but I've learned that she has a lot more depth to her beyond the social butterfly that she is. My next prompt, what do you think are my green flags? I would say she's deeply loyal. She believes in love, curious mindset, and she is fearlessly ambitious. And then last but not least, what kind of friend am I? Julie is the kind of friend who will always have your back, no matter what. Damn, that feels nice to hear. So download Hinge and try voice prompts today. Then find someone worth deleting the app for. I love wine, but sometimes it can get really expensive, which is why I'm so excited that today's episode is brought to you by Last Bottle Wines. If you don't know, they're a Napa-based online wine shop with a twist. They offer just one hand-picked wine per day until it sells out, which is often an hour's. So new day, new wine, always at incredible prices. We're talking 30 to 70% off retail. And the best part is that there's no subscriptions, no fees, and no minimum purchase. Just a daily email with a really great wine. They're offering Datable listeners 10% off your first order with code Datable. And now is such a great time to join as their marathon sale is coming up on March 28th and 29th. They flip that one day rule on its head and offer back to back deals, which means that wines are only up on the site for a couple minutes at a time and shipping is 100% free. They send us a mini marathon package of some of their favorites and let me tell you, they were delicious. Sign up at lastbottlewines.com and use the code datable and find out why Last Bottle is the most fun way to discover and buy amazing wine. The Dateable Podcast is an insider's look into modern dating that the Huffington Post calls one of the top 10 podcasts about love and sex. On each episode, we'll talk to real daters about everything from sex parties to sex droughts, date fails to diaper fetishes, and first moves to first loves. I'm your host, USU, former dating coach turned dating sociologist. You'll also hear from my co-host and producer, Julie Kraftchik, as we explore this crazy dateable world. Welcome back to another episode of the Dateable Podcast to our wonderful Dateable community. Our last chance for Ask Us Anything before we get into the season. And the questions can be spicy. We had to edit out some of the stuff. (laughs) Some of the more personal questions. We'll get personal, but not that personal. Last week was so much fun. Oh, yes. Excited to continue these. I'm like, what are these questions that came in? (laughs) And I'm also excited that in two days, if you are listening live on the 14th on Valentine's Day itself, we will be back with season 16. Woo! I'm going to lose track. I'm already (laughs) losing track, but 16 is like, okay. 
Sweet 16. Sweet 16. Yes, remember Sweet yes. 16. <laughs> well, we will dive right into this. How this works is we ask you all to ask us anything. That's how it goes. And we'll try to answer them as much as possible. So if you didn't listen last week, we had a question about have we dated any listeners before? So that was <laughs> that was a juicy one. So go back if you haven't listened. But I'm excited to see what this week brings. We had so many questions. We had to divide it into two. And unfortunately, we still couldn't get to all the questions, but we're doing our best here. We'll do it again. We got a season to get back into. Yes, yeah, we'll do it again at the end of next season. First question. What do you miss about dating? This sounds cheesy, but I actually do sometimes miss dating. Yeah. I don't miss the anxiety and the nerves and not having that steady person. I wouldn't trade it for current day. I'm not saying that. But I do miss going out and just not knowing what's going to happen. Yeah. Being pleasantly surprised, feeling kind of like that electricity that comes through of just like getting to know a new person. Of course, we all hope for the spark, not to say that you need the spark to have a good foundation. But I think dating was really fun. I remember like some of those nights where you just felt it, you were into it, you were vibing. Yes. And I do miss that. And I think that There are ways to get that back into a relationship. Clearly, you still have that, but it's just different when it's someone you're just meeting for the first time. Even, you know, with friends, like you kind of have the same conversations after a while, you know each other really well. But when a new person comes into the mix, new stuff is discussed, you have like all new sentiments around things. The newness is really what I miss. I think I would agree. It's this novelty of meeting someone new and the butterflies you get from that first look the first high yeah hi Ooh, what am i feeling here (laughs) and definitely some moments of like oh damn i feel something pretty intense i definitely miss those moments i also miss that process of discovery even though i'm still learning new things about my partner it's not like from a blank slate yeah you're coming from a place of familiarity but when you are just getting to know someone who is a complete stranger maybe you did a little research on them before (laughs) But who should be a complete stranger? It is really exciting because you know absolutely nothing about them. Yeah, you're just coming from a place of being super curious. And the more we're talking about this, I'm like, oh, definitely need to add this into the relationship, right? The novelty and curiosity. Yeah, I feel like those are things that are quick to go. But why should they like they shouldn't in theory, like that is what creates the spark ultimately is when you have that curiosity that goes into it. I also miss getting dressed for dates. I miss that. I do not miss that. (laughs) I was thinking about that the other day. I'm just like, oh my my God, God, how many hours spent like doing my hair and makeup and all this shit? I'm like, um, don't miss that. I miss that so much because my partner now is next to me as I'm getting ready. Yeah. So there's no first look surprise because he's seen the process already and also he's seen almost every outfit that I own there is something kind of cool about you can wear the same outfit to a bunch of first dates and it's new to all of them <laughs> I had my first date outfit remember yes, I had you the, did. Romper. the black romper the problem is you can't wear it in your profile pics or your date will call right. you out which happened to me what? right <laughs> if they looked very closely at your profile pics yeah, I was yes. like what guy is studying my outfits this much but you some know, do. Some people some do. do. 
I do miss that. And I don't want it all the time, but I sure like a little bit, a little element of surprise sometimes. This is when I really get excited when I get to pick up my partner at the airport. He picks me up at the airport because we've been apart and now we're going to see each other and it's new outfits. Yeah, but you always like, I don't know about you, maybe you're wearing like really nice ball gowns on the plane, but I feel like I'm like in sweats and workout clothes. No, no, (laughs) definitely not. Yeah, I agree. I'm in sweats, but there was one time I changed in the bathroom before meeting up with him because I was like, you know, I'm going to just mix things up a little bit, you know, put on a new outfit. I think that is inspiration kind of back to like the curiosity. That could be something that gets played into a relationship. It's almost like we get so comfortable, we forget these basics. Totally. But when you're dating, you have to, right? Like, you can't just, like, roll up there in sweatpants. Although, in COVID, I might have worn workout clothes to meet up with people quite a few times. Yeah. Yeah, there's really (laughs) cute Generally, (laughs) generally, you got to give it a little something, right? Right, right. Oh, this next question (laughs) is good. If you could wave a magic wand and fix one thing about modern dating, what would that be? Mm. Wave that magic wand. Okay, I have mine. (laughs) Okay. I feel like I've been thinking about this for a little, like not under this context, but just in general. I am super pro technology. I think it is really, I mean, live in Silicon Valley, San Francisco area, have worked in tech for all my life. Clearly, I'm like pro technology. That being said, Like, why have data gaps not evolved at all? Mm. There's been minimal evolution. I mean, there's not like zero, but we're still looking at a two-dimensional photo in like a profile that like I just don't think is a realistic way to actually meet people. I think the benefits of technology that we can be connected to people we never would have is phenomenal. How we're going about doing it is terrible. It's... (laughs) reducing people to a profile pic. It's draining. It's not fun. I would wave that magic wand and find a much better way. I'm not saying VR when I say this, but like (laughs) a three-dimensional aspect. It's something that's actually fun to do. I I don't know. I've had this idea before. I just want someone to like adapt something new. Can't you go to a public place, let's say like a bar or coffee shop? No one talks to anyone anymore, right? Mm -hmm. In person. How cool would it be if there was like a way to indicate that you were single down to like hang out maybe you even like do a quick like gut check like this is someone i want to talk to and then they can just come over and talk to you right then and there Mm. not saying that's the only solution but like how do we get more creative with what's being put out there and then the other problem is there have been some app founders that have tried this before yeah so i don't want to blame app founders we all complain about dating apps and swipe culture, yet they can't get mass usage on these new ideas. Everyone just reverts back to the Tinder and Bumble and the way that like all those apps are just built on each other, right? Because that's what works. So I'd wave the wand, I would let innovation happen, and I would let people actually be open to it. Mass adoption is a huge hurdle for new apps. And this is why Bumble was, you know, fined for having fake profiles when they first started. (laughs) Because when you do start a dating app, it's really hard to get quality people on the platform. 
quality people only want to go where quality people are. So it's kind of the chicken or the egg. Mm -hmm. I get that. It's like it's so hard for app founders to innovate in a time where people say they want the innovation, but they want to go where the people are where the masses are. Yeah. And the other is easy. It's comfortable. They're used right. to it. So it's like, even though we complain that doesn't work, there's still a level of satisfaction with it in a weird way. Yes. Because it's not asking us to do anything new. My magic wand would give people immediate consequences for their bad <laughs> dating behavior. Everyone's punished for their bad dating behavior at some point. But sometimes it takes months, years for you to realize that you were punished for it. I'd rather it be instantaneous. Like you go someone and then you get a backache you know like it's just it's a one-to-one -one. you feel it immediately it shocks your body and then you go no I'm not gonna do that again you like don't show up for a date or you're like two hours late for a date and then you get a ticket right you get a fine a ticket, that'd be good there should be just like a big timeout section for all the bad daters. Yeah, and they can date each other. Yeah. They can go on fuckboy island together. That's it. Something with instant consequences. Next question. What is the hardest question you've gotten on Brunch Talk? And if anybody hasn't listened to our Brunch Talk, that is our shorter form series that goes out on Sundays. We will bring that back, but it's where you ask us a question and we try to answer it to the best of our ability. And it's all the dating conundrums that you all face. What is it? I don't know. Do you have one that sticks out to you? I don't even know if I do. I think the one, am I being too picky or mm. do I just have standards? I thought that was a really hard one because I often think about that one. I think the one that stands out for me is how do you get better matches? And I think the mm. way we answered it wasn't what people would think because there isn't like this one size fits all way to do it. That is probably what people would say if they could wave the magic wand is how do I just get better matches? Yes. I think a lot of people that is the question. I remember even when I was dating, I'm like, why can't I just like get a better pool of people? But I learned over time, it's more about how you interpret what's happening less about like what you're actually seeing. Yes. So I think that one's hard though, because it's never the answer that people want. No. <laughs> In fact, I think most of our answers are not the answer that most people want. <laughs> We're not your generic dating advice givers. Okay. We like to give you the real advice. I mean, if there was a way for everyone to suddenly get better matches all the time, yeah. there would be no like dating issues, right? There's no right. like secret that we're like holding out and only telling like a few select people. Right. Exactly. I think the other one, just before we go on, that stumped me was about do you need sex to gauge chemistry? I think that mm. it actually opened up a new way of thinking for me because I think I was on the camp before that you do need sex to gauge chemistry, like beyond kissing. Mm. But I actually think like I learned from you and from the listener that wrote in on that one. It's always okay to change your mind and opinions on things as you go. So sometimes being stumped isn't that you don't know the answer. It's okay to sometimes say like, we don't have every answer. Mm, that's a good point. And we don't always have the answer. In fact, we're working through this <laughs> along with you. We're in this together. But we try to just give you all the information we observed throughout the years and consolidate that into an answer. But like Julie said, that could always be changing and that is okay. Okay. Well, before we get into our next question, let's take a quick break for a message from our sponsors. 
This episode is brought to you by the One Love Foundation. The numbers of people affected by relationship abuse are startling. Abusive relationships rarely start with physical abuse. Instead, there are often red flags like manipulation, isolation, belittling, and volatility. Do you know the signs? One Love Foundation, a national nonprofit dedicated to ending relationship abuse, empowers you to see the signs of an unhealthy relationship before things go too far. Visit joinonelove.org and learn to spot the signs of unhealthy and healthy relationship behaviors. This episode is sponsored by Via. We all know there are things that can help set the mood in the bedroom, but did you know a little THC could also do that? Yes, Via has developed a unique blend of pleasure-enhancing cannabinoids, libido-strengthening herbs, and a low dose of THC all into one mind-blowing gummy called High Love. This gummy, wow, it will awaken your senses, increase blood flow, and intensify any sexual experience. I've been pleasantly surprised by the High Love gummies because it is just the right amount of THC for me to have a good time without feeling sleepy. And hey, if THC is not your thing, Via also offers a wide array of other gummies without it. And everything legally ships in 50 states with discreet packaging directly to your door. So if you're over 21, you can get 15% off and a free pack of award-winning Dreams THC plus CBN sleep gummies with our exclusive code DATEABLE at ViaHemp.com. That's V-I-I-A-H-E-M-P.com. Let the gummies work their magic. Head to ViaHemp.com and use the code DATEABLE to receive 15% off and one free sample of their sleepy dream gummies. That's ViaHemp.com and use the code D-A-T-E-A-B-L-E at checkout. Take your passion and pleasure to a whole new level with high love from ViaHemp. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. We are so excited to share with you our new podcast, Exit Interview. Dates don't usually end with a satisfaction survey, and yet we rate everything in our lives, from Uber drivers to local coffee shops. So why don't we do the same thing when dating? We're here to conduct the ultimate romance review, featuring daters hungry for love who have agreed to call up old flames to gather honest feedback. Welcome to Exit Interview. He upgraded himself to business class while I was in economy. (laughs) Wait, wow. What? There's feedback that will make you cringe. She could be a little bit hard-headed, like not reading the writing on the wall. And feedback that will make you swoon. But she said that she had feelings for you. I had no idea. Really? <laughs> and maybe you'll learn a thing or two yourself about how you can be a better dater, lover, or partner. Obviously, like, knew I was going to learn something. I didn't expect this. Welcome to Exit Interview. Listen to Exit Interview on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Coming right back with our next question. If you were single again, how would you approach dating? Mm. Easier said than done, but I wouldn't take things as personally. Mm. It's like I almost like didn't realize that people had their own life and own shit going on. Even though like I did in theory, but I viewed myself as the center of the world in the sense that if they didn't text me back or they didn't ask me on another date, 
then it was all about me. Mm. And they didn't like me. There was something wrong with me. All this stuff. Me, me, me. And I'm sure that was the case sometimes. Like we said, you're never going to be everyone's cup of tea. But a lot of times you don't know, are they seeing someone else? Are they getting out of a breakup? Is it like a crazy time for them where they really don't have the capacity to date? I'm not saying that you like wait around for those people, but oftentimes it's less personal than you think it is. Right. So I would say I would have more compassion for myself and not view dating as much as a form of validation as I once did. Huh. If I were single at 42 dating, how would I approach dating? I think I would have less focus on milestones. Mm. I think it's a product of my age and it's a very liberating feeling. I think I would not be so focused on commitment per se, but more about experience. So if I were to date now, I think my filters would be even more open Hmm. than they were when I was dating four years ago. Interesting. And just explore more for the experience versus trying to like hit these milestones that to me don't matter. And I think I would definitely utilize my network much more. Mm. I've realized that my friends have really quality people in their networks that I never tapped, Interesting. never tapped, never thought about <laughs> it. Even though my current partner is actually someone that came out of our friends network. Yeah. I think I would take advantage of that even more. I was in the dating pool two years ago, right? So it hasn't Mm -hmm. been like that long. So I think I kind of did this then too. But I feel like back in the days kind of goes to your milestones and just like what you should do. I felt like I needed to always be dating Mm. to like meet more people. I definitely let this go last time around too of just like less is sometimes more. Like I'd rather show up fully present, excited to meet this person than just be like, like filling my time with date after date. And I feel like I used to be like, oh, I need to have a date like this weekend. But now it's like, if I don't have a date, I don't have plans. Like, you're fine. I'm going to sit on my couch, watch Netflix and have like a killer time, you know, by myself. Yeah. And I'd be okay with that. We can do that together when we're single. <laughs> <laughs> we'll plan that together. Have you ever not aired an episode? Uh, yes. Uh, yeah. There were two. Two that we did not air. Early, early seasons. Oh, no, there were three. I just remembered the third. The one that walked out on us? No, there was four <laughs> Well, I don't really count that one. Okay, no, we're going we to have to go into story time real fast. So, oh, so good. The first two, I would put those in the same bucket that it felt like the story was more about someone that was not there yeah. than them. Yes. And I think UA and I realized, again, this was early on, so we didn't really fully know what we were doing here. We realized that it's not fair to people that can't defend themselves. If you're just like, right, basically someone's just telling your story and you're not also there. So we really tried to focus on people's experiences. Even if something happened with someone else, how did it affect them? So that was first and foremost. These two felt like especially like a bad therapy session that we were just hearing someone complain about another person that was not there. The other one that we referenced, we did have someone come to record... In person. In person. This was way back in the day. Mm -hmm. Oh, God. God bless her. She was so sweet. She was so sweet. But she freaked out, freaked out. And (sighs) as soon as we started, we hit record. I think UA, you like introduced the episode, said like, welcome. She talked for one second and then just booked it. She bounced. Like booked it. (laughs) 
so fast. She had notes out. She was yeah. like ready. And then she just packed up her shit and left. And we were <laughs> so in shock. We didn't even stop her because that was so in shock. I was like, is she going to the bathroom? Does she leave something in the car? I was so in shock. And then she just left. Oh and God. the premise of that one is she was about to tell a story that was going to involve a prominent person, a celebrity. And I think she had never told the story publicly. So we would have been breaking news, possibly. <laughs> and so I guess that story was never told. And unfortunately, because I think that story would have been really good. But that was the first time we had someone just straight up walk out on us. But to be clear, it wasn't like the celebrity was part of it, but it was really about her experience and why right. she did right. what she did. But yes, there was a reference to a celebrity. We already said we weren't even going to say his name. Nope. We were just going to let people figure it out for themselves, but clearly like freaked out. I just remember <laughs> you, what did, you lived on like the 12th floor. Yeah. And I remember us going to the window and just <laughs> seeing her like <laughs> run. And I like texted her and I was like, are you okay? <laughs> that was so so weird. I mean, she was in a space that we were oh. not privy to. And no. I feel so bad that we caught her during that moment. So I hope that she has been able to tell that story <laughs> somehow because she needs to tell that story. Well, there was one other that I still yeah, what's feel the one bad other? about. I can't remember. Okay. I still feel bad about this. This was right before the pandemic. It was when we still were recording in person. Uh-huh. And you and I were together and this person was on the phone. And I remember the interview was like, it wasn't the best, but it oh. wasn't the worst. It was just oh. kind of a little flat. But we would have aired it because like it still had value. I don't want to say it didn't. But we like somehow lost the files as well. Oh, we did. <laughs> there was something about the transition from in-person to like virtual recordings and we <gasps> lost the files or like overwrote them somehow and i remember like being like well not ideal but also like of all the ones this isn't one that we're gonna like go re-record i don't remember who it was i do but and i, feel I do bad. i still this, feel bad and i feel experience. like we like yeah i feel bad i think we did tell her but i feel bad there has been numerous times not numerous maybe <sighs> like two times that we forgot to hit the record button <laughs> Oh my god. Remember there and was one that we like we did the, with the whole episode. It was about porn. It was my cleaner. Shout out to Lou. <laughs> I know he's listening. Hi Lou. <laughs> he definitely remembers this. This was also in person. Ironically, I feel like we've had less issues virtually virtually than in person and I'm, i know i'm a jinx us record by saying this on a recorder yeah and it wasn't totally clear when it's recording or not and sometimes it was stop recording because we run out of space that's what happened with this one that's happened a few times but this one <laughs> we had to redo so the entire he had to come back i mean he basically <laughs> recorded twice it was like the first one but we just said okay we're not gonna let this one go but this one we did want to air because it was really good and we wanted oh. him on the show he was kind enough to come back a second time and do it Oh, and it was such a good episode. It's such a good episode. Those were the times we used to drink a bottle of wine. Oh my god, that was <laughs> get I, everyone drunk. 
As many of you know, UA and I first did this as a pure hobby, and it has clearly evolved into a lot more. But yeah, every recording, we'd have a bottle of wine. We did not have outlines at the beginning. This is like a little behind the scenes. And then we realized quickly what a bitch that was editing if you had no direction. Outlines were formed. Our lives became more (laughs) a lot easier, and we do not drink while we do recordings anymore, which also probably makes us sound a lot better. We used to record them at night. I don't think I was working. So I was like, whatever. We can record until this was at my apartment. And I'm like, yeah, people can stay. We hang out till whenever. I actually thought about this the other day. Now we were on a little tangent. But I remember I went on a date once. I don't know if you remember this. We recorded. And then I met him at like 830. Yeah. yeah down yeah. the street at this yeah. bar that was like a block from UA's house. Yeah. And the guy didn't tell me that he needed to go home by nine. <laughs> so we basically met up for a half an hour. And I thought like, again, back to taking things personally, like I thought that he just like had a terrible time, didn't like me at all. Yeah. And then I came back to UA's house and everyone's like, wait, you're back already? Yeah, the guests were still there. Still there. <laughs> Nothing had changed. They're like downing a bottle of wine. And I came back and I was like, yeah, this was really weird. And then the yeah. guy texted me and he's like, I had a great time. Let's yeah, do it again. I want to see you again. And I was just like, I'm really confused right now. So, yeah, you never know. You never know what's going on for people. <laughs> you may, oh, those are you the may good think times. they don't like you, but their bedtime is really 9 p.m. You just don't know. We certainly had a lot more stories when we were recording in person. Oh, yeah. A lot more characters came in. Remember that one guy that downed a bottle of wine before he started <gasps> I talking? I forgot about that. I feel like I've like kind of repressed some of the stuff. You know, we, we talked about last week some secret <gasps> projects we're working on. I think there needs to be like a podcasters what happens behind the scenes one. That's not our project, but that should be. (laughs) Most of the funny shit goes on either right before recording or right after. (laughs) Good times. Okay, one last question. We only have time for one last question. From your finding your person course, have people actually found their person? (laughs) Very good question. Oh, hell yeah. yeah. Yes, yes, (laughs) yes. For anybody who doesn't know, Finding Your Person, it's a program that we created. It's a digital program that we created. It's a comprehensive look at how we can shift our mindset and do dating in a way that benefits us so that we pave the path to finding our person. Because Julie and I both found our people and we truly feel like it's from the seven years of doing the podcast, almost 16 seasons (laughs) that we learned from all of you and all of our experiences. So we compiled this into one huge (laughs) program. And for people who've gone through the entire program, several have found their people. Yeah. I mean, we've had people say like they gave someone a chance they wouldn't normally have and now they're dating. We've also had people that maybe didn't find their person, but said, okay, actually enjoy dating. Yeah. Like they're set up now to find their person because if you hate dating, it's going to be really hard to like give off a good vibe and energy when you're there. Yes. We've also heard someone that said that they realized that they were looking to date to like have children and they basically just decided to do it on their own. Like this program inspired them to do it. So while yes, many people have actually met a person, I think it goes like beyond that. It's changed like people's behaviors, mentalities, and even what they're ultimately looking for. That to me was like, okay, we're doing something right. (laughs) 
<laughs> we're doing something right. We're doing something right. We've inspired people to take a sabbatical, not from dating, but like a work sabbatical to really understand where their values even came from, what they're looking for in a partner. Does it even make sense? It's a whole revamp of how you look at dating and some of the findings can be very surprising. So we are so happy to know that people have not only found their people, but found themselves in the process. I know that sounds so cheesy, but it's really a program about getting to know yourself. That is a good segue. <laughs> we did not plant this question, I swear, but we have opened the program up for just a week. So it starts today. This is the 12th for anyone that might be listening later. You could always put yourself on the wait list if you're not there today. But if you are listening real time, the program is open now until next Sunday at midnight. It will close then. So the 19th, right in time for Valentine's Day. I feel like personally, Valentine's Day is a great time for a refresh. It's almost like the new year, but the new year for love. And yeah, we have limited spots. So hopefully you can grab yours and you can find out more. Sign up, findingyourperson.com. If you have any questions, you can always DM us on Instagram at Datable Podcast, or you can email us hello at Datable Podcast. We do read all of your messages. So that's a great way to get a hold of us if you have any questions. Well, I really enjoy doing this. I think it's really a fun activity. And also just what are we going to get? It's always a mystery. (laughs) (laughs) I have one question for you, UA, before we wrap up. Mm. Like reflecting back on season 15, you know, we like to do reflection before we move on. What's like the takeaway you had of the whole season? Like what kind of stuck out to you of just, okay, this changed my view on dating a bit? I think this idea of putting yourself first, being selfish in dating, but in a good way, in a healthy way with boundaries. Sometimes we lose ourselves. Sometimes we lose our values. Sometimes we lose what we're looking for. We often adapt ourselves to the people that we're dating. And then when those relationships end, we're at a loss of who we are. And the only constant in our life is ourselves. I really feel like finding your person is about finding yourself in that our partners, like as wonderful as they are, and as much as I want to be with my partner for the rest of my life, there are no guarantees. But I can guarantee that I am with myself for the rest of my life. It's the only guarantee I have. So I'm going to refocus a lot of my efforts and growing and learning on myself. I love that. I think you said that so well. I mean, we've said this before, there's no one right way to have a relationship. Mm -hmm. But I think that unfolded even more last season that things aren't always the way you think they're going to look, or they're not going to always go the way that you think they're going to go. And as someone that is type A, that's really hard for me to let go sometimes, because I have this almost this expectation and way I think everything is going to unfold. And then when it doesn't, it throws me off. Mm. But hearing from some of our guests last season, I'm thinking of like Kim and Amy, for instance, their episodes and others too that hit it too. Like this whole thing that, you know, you kind of find your own path of what works for you and your partner. And there might be bumps along the way. There might be things that you have to really evaluate. Like, is this what you want? Yeah. Even or you decide like, I'm going to do it differently, you know, and we're going to have a relationship. We're going to be happy. And ultimately, that's what matters. So I think for me, that was kind of something that stuck out. It has helped me in my current relationship and navigate my own love life. Great takeaways. A great setup for season 16. Yes. Coming next week. Yes, it is. 
We have so many good things in store. So make sure to subscribe. Give us a rating and review. Five stars, please. (laughs) That's the only gift we need from you. Okay, we're going to wrap up this episode. Stay dateable. The Dateable Podcast is part of the Frolic Podcast Network. Find more podcasts you'll love at frolic.media slash podcasts. Want to continue the conversation? First, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter with the handle at Dateable Podcast. Tag us in any post with the hashtag Stay Dateable and trust us, we look at all of those posts. Then head over to our website, datablepodcast.com. There you'll find all the episodes as well as articles, videos, and our coaching service with vetted industry experts. You can also find our premium Y series where we dissect, analyze, and offer solutions to some of the most common dating conundrums. We're also downloadable for free on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Overcast, Stitcher Radio, and other podcast platforms. Your feedback is valuable to us, so don't forget to leave us a review. And most importantly, remember to stay dateable. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.